Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your haunted host, Jennifer, a professional medium, and I do talk to ghosts. I hope you're enjoying these special spooky episodes this October where I'm breaking format to share with you the best collected ghost stories I have curated. I hope you stick around after Halloween for continued ghost stories and my own ghostly encounters and details of my life as a spirit medium. The spooky and the spiritual don't end with Halloween. So let's celebrate the spooky season. Let's have Halloween all October long with fantastic true ghost stories that I have curated just for you, my dear, dear listener. So without further hesitation, let's get to the spooky. A few years ago, I was involved in a conversion of some 17th century buildings in England from houses into shops and a cafe. These buildings were in an old cathedral town, with many old buildings crammed into quite a small space. These particular buildings were based around an old courtyard and consisted of a large building of about three stories and a narrow one of similar height. These were seriously old and atmospheric buildings. The smaller of the two had beams, which were reckoned to have been old ship's timbers from about the time of the Spanish Armada, and the larger one had lots of narrow passageways upstairs in a big oak-paneled room. While I helped prepare the smaller building for use, the larger building was being converted into a cafe. Karen, the daughter of the owners of the cafe, used to play alone on one of the upper floors of the building while her parents worked downstairs. At this time, she was about three years old, I think, and her parents swore later that they hadn't mentioned death to her in any particular way. All her grandparents were still alive, and she had never had any pets which might have expired. On this occasion, her parents would hear her thumping about upstairs and called her down. Don't make so much noise, they said. It's not me, it's Gabby making the noise, she answered promptly. Like many children of that age, Karen had pretty regular games with imaginary friends, so her parents weren't too impressed by this attempt to duck the blame. We'll ask her not to be noisy, they said. I will said Karen, but she likes making noise because she doesn't get to play much. She says she's been dead for such a long time that she can only come out to play with me. In an interesting development, a few days after this happened, Karen, who had never been spoken to about death, remember, started holding funeral services for her Barbie dolls, putting them in boxes and surrounding them with flowers saying prayers, quote, for the dead Barbie. Over a few months, the cafe was finished and opened, and in time Karen's fascination with death wore off, and as far as I know, nothing more was heard of of Gabby. However, it's worth mentioning that the staff of the cafe 
often receive comments from people who visit the upstairs bathroom that they can hear a child playing in the stockroom. Here's another spooky story for you. Enjoy. A few years back, I lived in an apartment in Kentucky. I had a six-month-old daughter. One night, the night before Easter, my mom called me and told me to be sure to turn off my answering machine. So when she called the next morning to get me up for church, I would eventually hear the phone ringing and get up. I checked the answering machine like three times before I went to bed. I put my daughter in her crib and I gave her her bottle. She shared the room with me since we only had one bedroom. I woke up the next morning about 10 a.m. or so and I realized that church had started about 30 minutes ago. I wondered why my mom didn't call me. I called her to see if she was okay, but she hadn't answered, so she must have gone to church or wasn't home anyway. I went to the answering machine, and it was on. I know, just as sure as I am sitting here now, that I turned it off. There is no way anyone could have gotten into the apartment I have deadbolt locks and only I have the key. I had checked the machine three times. I knew it was off when I went to sleep. I went into the kitchen to make some coffee and there on the floor of the kitchen was my daughter's bottle broken into a hundred pieces. This was the same baby bottle that I had left with my daughter in her crib the night before. The bottle happened to be the kind that was flexible plastic, the kind you could step on, and it would just bend, not shatter, not break. A couple of years later, I met this guy that lived in the apartment complex. We started seeing each other, and he later moved in with me. He had a friend that was really into stuff, like going to graveyards in the middle of the night, and the Ouija board, and all of that. He came over one night, and we decided to see if we could get anything to happen. He and my boyfriend were the ones touching the board, and I was the one coming up with the questions. I asked him to ask how many slats were in the mini blinds on the window. I counted them after the number was given. The board answered the exact number. Not quite believing at this point, I got a handful of uncooked spaghetti and broke it several times and put it in a cup and turned the cup upside down on the table and had asked him how many pieces were under the cup. The board answered just two numbers, shy of the exact amount. That is, until I noticed, I had knocked out two pieces of spaghetti, and I had missed them, so they hadn't been counted. 
Hello, dear listener. I am so excited to share a new segment of the podcast with you, and you can be a part of it. Would you like to receive a free spirit reading with me? Enter for your chance at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Each week, I'll randomly select a name from the list to be a guest on the show. Together, we will talk to the spirits who wish to communicate with you, and our session will be featured on a future episode of I Talk to Ghosts. The spirits are waiting. Enter now at italktoghosts.com slash guest. I have had many weird and unexplained things happen through the past years, but this occurrence was especially odd. It has to do with a green comb we keep in the bathroom. On three different days, it had randomly appeared in strange places. Early in the week, I was throwing something away in the kitchen garbage, and there it was, just sitting on top of all the garbage when I picked up the lid. Neither of my daughters said they put it in there or threw it away. The second time, it happened when my older daughter found it in her room, sitting there, plain as day, on her white chair. She thought we must be playing a prank. We weren't. But the latest, and most bizarre, happened last night. My daughter went into the bathroom to brush her teeth and get ready for bed. The comb was on the floor when she walked in, and she assumed someone must have knocked it off the sink. Being a teen, instead of picking it up, she stepped over it and reached for her toothbrush. When she finished brushing her teeth and turned around, the comb was standing up on its side. She was pretty freaked out and came and grabbed me to show me. I can't explain it. Although it's a wide tooth comb, it's still less than a quarter inch thick. I tried to debunk it by knocking it off the sink and onto the floor myself. Not only could I not get it to land on its side, I couldn't get it to land in the place where it was found, dead center of the bathroom floor. What does any of this mean? I have no idea. But I feel like something or someone is trying hard to get our attention. And with that, dear listener, we have concluded this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed the ghost stories that I shared with you this evening. If you have a favorite, track me down on social media and let me know. And if you're enjoying this podcast, listen to past episodes. And while you're there, leave a kind review. 
Have a lovely evening and good night.